have it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2262. Today we're going to take a peek at the future by talking with a young woman who has design in mind. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah! Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in beautiful, sunny Miami, Florida, with a very special guest by the name of Eileen Santiago. Eileen, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Let's get to it. <laughs> All right. Now, before I give you an introduction and we talk about what you're doing with your life, I'd love to hear one little thing that maybe people don't know about you. So I actually used to be a contortionist. Oh, my gosh. And wow. I used to uh, do competitive cheerleading for like eight years, and I went to States twice. Well, very cool. Uh, that just hurts to say that word contortionist at this point in my life. I think something might break, but uh, uh, definitely is a great thing for your body when you think about something like yoga, which involves stretching and breathing and all that. So what got you into that? Was it the cheerleading that it helps with that? Yeah. So my parents have always been into like pushing me and my siblings to do sports mm-hmm. and um I was just had so much energy that they were just like, oh, let's stick her into cheer. Like, that'll be enough for her. <laughs> yeah. And then I just kept pushing it and I kept getting more more flexible. Wow. And uh, it was very fun. I, I really liked it. <laughs> that is very cool. Yeah. When my uh, children were little, uh, my wife, whenever they would get a little rambunction, she'd always say, OK, go outside and run around the house 10 times. And they just run. You know, it's kind of a competition thing with them. And that would kind of get some of their energy out and so forth. But uh, sports are great. They're great for everybody. And I think uh, all kids should get involved in some kind of sports. Uh, It helps with so many different levels of your life. So uh, there you go. Congratulations. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to be talking about cars today and your future and your career future in the world of cars, which is very cool. So here we go. Eileen Santiago is a 17-year-old junior at Design and Architecture Senior High in Miami, Florida. The school is a specialized magnet school offering five programs, and she's a student in their industrial design program. Within the ID program, there's a sector for automotive transportation design, and that is where she fell in love with the industry. Eileen is the grand prize winner of the RPM Foundation's Design Without Limits competition sponsored by Prometheus. The competition took place at the Motor Car Cavalcade in Miami, a recent car show where she presented her design to four established automotive design judges. The students were tasked to design a vehicle for the driving experience focused on styling and performance with no restrictions on fuel efficiency or aerodynamics. Wow, that opens up the world to a lot of unique perspectives. So we'll be back to learn about Eileen and what she's done. But first, a word from our valued sponsors. So please give them a little love and we'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner 
that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe, that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. So we are back. So I'd like to start maybe a little bit before you got to this competition. What excuse the pun, drove you into the world of cars? Is this something that you just started to pick up when you were little? Was it influenced by your parents or why cars? So uh, actually last year as a sophomore, this was before we take our first transportation class at Dash, Mm -hmm. um, I found out that there was like a summer pre-college experience at CCS and just the fact that it was fully paid was enough to convince me to try. (laughs) Oh yeah, there you go. So I was like, well, like, might as well. Like, I know I'm going to be taking this class as a junior. I, I would want to try getting ahead and try dipping my toes um, into whatever this had to offer. And um, I made my application. I sent it out and I actually got chosen to be able to go to CCS for three weeks in Detroit. And it was awesome. I really, really loved it. Everyone there was like super close and super nice. And just like the people that I met and it's just everything about it was just so rewarding and exciting and intriguing. And I've always been into like technology. I've just been starting to get into artificial intelligence. And it's just I feel like cars in general are just such great feats and examples of like how we can use technology to just better the world. And I don't know, I think it's awesome. And I really love it. And it's something I really plan on 
continuing doing in like my future professional endeavors. So the CCS opportunity, did you get to go and hang out with professionals and see what their world is like and and get involved in their career path? So it gave you a very upfront and close perspective of what that world's all about? Yeah, so we took the sophomore transportation one class where we had to fully like conceptualize and ideate and then finalize a design for um, a car. Mm -hmm. And then we created the clay model for it as well. And um, we got to speak to the Ford global designer. We got to speak to a few other designers there. I kind of forgot who they were. But okay. <laughs> there were other designers there. A lot of people. Lot <laughs> there of was people. just a yeah. lot of people I was meeting all at once. Yeah. And um, they took us to like the Henry Ford Museum. And you, uh, one thing about CCS that I loved is that they always put up student work just everywhere. So like in the studio that we were working in, you turned to your left and there was just like a gallery of just huge poster boards from the students Mm. and like their projects. And it was just really inspiring. And you really got to step into like the behind the scenes of like what goes into creating these cars. And I feel like that's something that people don't recognize too often. Well, the arch- uh, the school you're attending, Design and Architecture Senior High, is that the right, the full name? Yeah. Of the school? Okay. That's a We mouthful. call it Dash. Dash. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's a little easier. Yeah, Dash. Uh, being a magnet school, this is a school that focuses on specific curriculums within design. So it sounds like they also, on top of automotive, they do architecture. And you mentioned ID. My son was an ID major at um, RISD. Wonderful program they have there as well. And there's other schools around the country that do some incredible things, but he would tell you RISD is the best. So I had to put that (laughs) plug in there. So the, the school that you're in, the high school then, they set this up for you to go to, but this school kind of gets you on a faster track than a traditional public school or even private private high school that has all the the traditional classes I guess you would take so that you can focus in on what your career path might be faster is that how it works yeah so it's like a very special and different school we we have again five programs so we have film architecture industrial design fashion and graphics and in ID we have like you can go the transportation route but we also do like product design And um, with our transportation route, we have several dual enrollment classes with CCS that no other school offers. And we work really closely with them so that we can do their curriculum and get ahead. So like, for example, when I go to graduate, Mm -hmm. I will already come in as I believe a sophomore or a junior transportation student. Oh, nice. While while it's like someone else, when they come in, they would come in as a freshman. As a freshman. Yeah, great. Well, nice for your parents if they're going to be paying for this or for you (laughs) uh, to start that that much later, but you're already on a really fast track, which is a wonderful thing to do. And you competed in the RPM Foundation's Design Without Limits competition. And tell us a little bit about how you got involved with that. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the design you came up with. Yeah, so uh, we had the opportunity to attend the Miami Motor Cavalcade, and it was awesome. (laughs) So many cool cars there. (laughs) Yeah. And we were able to present our designs in front of a panel of, a judge, of judges. And um, we first got involved. They like told us about this. They were like, oh, there's this competition. It's hosted by RPM. And we were like explained the whole point behind it. It was like about the driving experience and how removing the traditional gas and replacing it with something else um, to just focus on just the looks of it. Yeah, the looks, the, the looks of it and the oh, driving okay. experience. And so... I, when I was going in, 
I knew I wanted to do an interior and I hadn't really drawn interiors yet. Mm -hmm. So this was kind of my first time doing it. And I I fell in love with doing interiors. (laughs) So now I've been working on it a lot more. Yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of what we were given. We were just, they were just like, okay, you just design a car for car's sake, make it as beautiful as possible. There is nothing holding you back. And I was like, okay, great. (laughs) You know, that's almost making it more difficult when you have no restrictions because it's, it's unworldly, really. When you think about car manufacturing or house design or anything you're going to do, typically you have restrictions on all sorts of things, especially in automotive. There's, you know, financial restrictions, there's size restrictions. I mean, there's all these things, but being unlimited, did you did you like that concept? So you didn't have to be focusing on any rules at all? Because I took, I went to design school and sometimes that becomes a bigger burden than if the restrictions are there because it's so unlimited. Yeah, no, I, I definitely struggled more having no limits than mm-hmm. with limits. Yeah. I, especially since I started with industrial design first, I feel like when I designed, I designed to solve problems. And when you're given no, no problems, prob- yeah. I'm like, what am I fixing? Right, yeah, nothing. <laughs> so, that's why I kind of started with the design language of a car instead of making something up completely because mm-hmm. I felt like I can reinvent and just kind of innovate something that's been there than just create something out of nothing. Right. <laughs> and I felt like that was more effective for me than the other route would have been. So the design that you came up with, since we're, we're all audio here, no visual, can you describe a little bit of what this wild, exotic, futuristic interior looked like for an experience, let's say from a driving experience? So for my interior, one thing I really wanted to do was instead of creating like a, like the control panel, like you, the, usually now it's like a screen and then there's like your buttons or whatever. I wanted to make it a screen that like wrapped around from the steering wheel to your right. And it kind of just made things easier. So you don't have to look over even more than, oh, okay. <laughs> than the one inch that okay. you're already looking over. But it, right. it's like right there. And um, that was kind of my, my main thing. And also I played around with the wheel a lot. So instead of a traditional wheel, it's kind of two handles, kind of like a I think a race car. Well, that's all yes. the wheels are. Yeah, some race cars, sure. Yeah, that was that was kind of the main thing I played off of. Very cool. Well, it's it had to be a lot of fun. And when you think about the future of not only your career but also of automobiles and so forth, I want to take a step back to what I would call maybe mentors in your life or driving inspirations, people that you admire, perhaps you've studied and learned about, or maybe they're people that you met when you're at this program you're involved with. Is there somebody like that or has there been somebody like that in your life that's been very influential? Definitely my industrial design teacher. She has been the absolute best to me and my peers and she's the one that always comes comes to us with these opportunities and enabling us to do more and do better and she's always been a guidance for me all throughout my years in high schools and I'm very grateful for her and what she's given to me and to again my other to my other peers and I also think just like the students and the environment at Dash everyone wants to be there and they're excited to learn and be part of something. And I know, especially for ID, we're very close with each other and everyone in my grade and like even the grade above and below us, we're all very close. And I think that's very special and, and motivating to do more and do better. 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. Well, <laughs> that's one of those life lessons. Surround yourself with great people and uh, you'll be pushed to do great things. What is your teacher's name, if I may ask? Maria Castillo. Okay. She used to go, I mean, she used to work at GM as a clay modeler. Oh, wow. And okay. she actually went to Dash before. Oh, really? And oh. now she's back to teaching, which is something very odd about Dash. A lot of the, <laughs> the staff there actually graduated from there. So it's like it's Dash is just really like an endless family, and it, it's it's very cool to see that. Yeah, very nice. If you were going to speak to a younger person than you who's trying to figure out how to get into the automotive world, if you will, like your path is headed, what type of advice would you give them? I think I would tell them to just be ambitious and don't be scared. Just do as much as you can, especially when you're young, because you can mess up more <laughs> yes. and then get away with it. So I, I just do, do as much as you can. Take all the opportunities you can and stay motivated. I like setting a lot of goals for myself. And I feel like that keeps me going because it's very overwhelming now to be a junior in high school. There's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to get into college and to pay for college and college, 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 but really enjoy yourself and do things that you're passionate about, but also try new things and don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. When you think about challenges. I like to ask my guests to talk about a big challenge or an obstacle or a failure, but I'm going to, since you're so young and no doubt you've made some mistakes and had obstacles and challenges, that's pretty normal for a young person. Instead, I'm going to twist this up a little bit for you and ask you to think about going forward. What do you see are some of the biggest obstacles and challenges in the automotive world? going forward, and particularly as it relates to electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles? Yeah, so um, that's actually somewhere I want to major in, like AI to get into the automotive industry, because I think there's a lot of ethical issues Mm. with AI right now. And since it's so new, I, I noticed that a lot of people in it are not malicious to say. I think malicious is the wrong word, but are looking at the problems that can come with it. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I feel like there should be more people addressing those problems. Like what types of decisions does the car make and how um, the implementation of this new technology and like batteries and EVs and stuff, um, how does that affect the earth? I think we need to start focusing on environmental science a lot more as well, because this is our planet and our planet will die if if we do not address those issues. And, keep ignoring them. So yeah, that's, yeah. (laughs) I like it. Very well thought through. I've had a lot of guests on the show that work in the battery technology world, technology world. In fact, I just had a guest on a few weeks ago that designed the first LADAR, LADAR, well, LADAR, I guess, laser system that is able to look around a vehicle 360 degrees and have some artificial intelligence to be able to see the difference between, let's say, a tree and a little boy on a bike sitting next to the tree that could ride out in front of a car uh, if it was running down the road uh, through autonomy. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to that. And I think even this guest said uh, that there's a, uh, a ways to go on all this, not only how it all works and if it will all work, but your addressing of the issue of artificial intelligence with how it's used and how it's utilized, I think, is uh, does pose a lot of ethical issues. And, and of course, uh, I just had a guest on the show last week who we talked about 
battery technology and people's perception of that and its effects on the future and the planet and pushing aside political issues and agendas and all of this that gets in the way of some of this future technology. So very well said. Bucket lists. Looking into the future, where do you see yourself in the next, I don't want to go too far out because <laughs> it's hard to see real far out, especially when you're at, the, at your point in life. But let's say the next, after call or after high school, do you have some ideas, some focus on where you'd like to go to school and will you be staying in, in ID? I definitely want to go to Boston, Boston or somewhere yeah. north. I would love to do study abroad, maybe in like Italy or um, Switzerland or Sweden, somewhere in Europe. School-wise, I have my heart set on MIT, but I really am having my fingers crossed because I feel like it's such a lottery to get into those big schools. But this, like art school-wise, either CCS or Art Center, and academic school-wise, either like Carnegie Mellon or MIT. And honestly, just depending on what school gives me more money, because yeah. Big goals. I like it. That's Thank the you. way to go <laughs> through life. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about a special vehicle. And I typically ask people about a special vehicle in your, your life. Again, you're 17 years old. I'm not going to say only. I'm just going to say you're 17 years old. <laughs> and looking back when I was 17 years old, uh, it was I did have a car. It wasn't the best car, but it was the cheapest or the, mo- the most of, of, of I could afford, I guess I should say, of a car. It wasn't anything really special. But is there, um, uh, again, I'm going to twist this up a little bit. Is there a vehicle that if you could look around yourself, and I won't say that it's a car you pick to have for yourself, but let's put it this way, a car that really intrigues you, not only in the design, but also in maybe what the car stands for, what it means. Is there a car out there that kind of impresses you from that standpoint? Um, So this is a car I actually recently saw, and I cannot stop thinking about it. But it was... um, a Pagani from the, oh the Rotary Cavalcade, <laughs> and it was beautiful. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow. <laughs> this yeah. is, uh, like, I, I remember seeing it before, but seeing it in person is so different because yeah. it's like, it's like so close to you. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is so special and so beautiful. And, and, uh, I like just the way with like the doors would open and I love the mirrors. They, it looks like a little like insect and it was, <laughs> it was very beautiful and I love the interior and it's definitely a, a car I would love to oh, wow. <laughs> just oh, dream well. about and maybe own one day if I ever get rich and famous. <laughs> Yeah. Boy, is that an expensive <laughs> car. I had Christopher Pagani, the son of uh, the founder of that company, on my show back in 2019. You can go back and listen to my talk with him. He's the head of marketing and public relations. And I got to meet him at the Quail during the Pebble Beach Car Week. And Pagani has a beautiful stand there at the Quail, and they have a bunch of their cars. And I really got to spend some time with him walking around the car and sitting in the cars and so forth. They are really incredible works of I, I would say they're more of a work of jewelry than a car every aspect has been thought through every hinge every fastener every little piece uh, I must would think I like your opinion on this uh, could you really even drive one because they seem so precious I would think you'd be petrified to take it out on the road yeah I just I, I think it's just so beautiful to look at. I would be scared to drive. I don't even want to drive. I don't want to see an emotion. I just want to stare at it yeah, yeah. <laughs> just as it is because it, it's just, uh, it was so beautiful. I was, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty special. Absolutely. Uh, I got to spend some time with another guest I had on the show, Todd Cooper Ryder from Esoteric. Uh, they do car care products. They also take care of very high-end cars. And they invited me to come out for a couple days, an event, and be an MC at their facility. And they had a Pagani there and gave me a ride in that thing. And it was just insane. I, I, I can't even describe. I've got to be in and drive a lot of pretty cool cars, but that car was over the top different in so many ways that it's hard to imagine even having one. I mean, yeah. It's just, yeah <laughs> pretty special and very, very fast car too, for sure. So uh, here's an interesting question for you. If I was to crawl into your head and be your psych- or car psychologist, if you will, if you were reincarnated, now this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive the lady in the mirror when you look deep inside yourself. What would you be, but more importantly, why? Um, so I was thinking about this for a little bit. <laughs> you know, my first instinct was like, okay, let me ch- let me search up the coolest car I can possibly <laughs> imagine and then say that. But then <laughs> I was like, I was like, I can't do that. Yeah, that's not really what the question's <laughs> all about. Like, I, Although you're, <laughs> I think you're a pretty cool young lady, so I'll I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you. But you're um welcome. I did some some research when I was doing um my like redesign of the the Supra and I came across the Celica and I felt I thought it's such an underrated cute little car I especially the ones that look like little aliens I think it's like the 94 Mm -hmm. to I think like 96 they're they're they just remind me of um, that one character from Lilo and Stitch. And um, I, I like how the Celica went into the Celica Supra. And even though the Celica doesn't really exist anymore, it still turned into like a something even cooler. And I, I hope that where my life takes me, I hope I become even better and and. And keep evolving, I guess is what what you're saying. You know, that car did go through some wonderful gyrations. And all the way back to the beginning, I loved that car back when it first came out in the 70s. The Toyota Celica GTs, uh, they were wonderful to drive. They were just really cool little cars. And they, of course, evolved throughout the years and changed and got bigger and so forth. But my favorites are the older, older ones, the original ones, because I don't know, there was something about them, and I was never a big Japanese car fan. Fan. I was always into German cars, but there's something about that car that just had a, I don't know, good good feel about it. You got in it and had a wood dash. And yeah, so the Celica, and I, I like your explanation there as an evolutionary person changing. And that's definitely what you're doing in your career. You're constantly growing and improving. So, okay, nice answer. <laughs> Thank you. I think that helps. Is there a great book that you've read that you've enjoyed that you'd like to share with our listeners? I've been trying to force myself to read a little bit more, um, especially with the New Year's. And um, I actually recently read Dare to Lead by Jean-Brené Brown, mm-hmm. and it was a very great book, and I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, there's so many great books out there. And I've said this before, my listeners know, if you are challenged with trying to read a lot of books like I am, audiobooks are an awesome way to absorb books, uh, maybe during drives or commuting or whatever you might be doing, uh, even listening to audiobooks when you're in a, a class, not a, not in class, but maybe <laughs> in, a, in a lab or something like that where you're working with your hands and, you know, clay modeling or something like that uh, is another nice way to listen to books. And uh, you may know this, but if you get a library card, you can get audiobooks for free from your public oh, library. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to pay for them. Uh, my wife looks and listens to, I think, I think she listens to one book every day. Uh, she absorbs books. She used to read multiple books a week and now she's listening all the time and gets them on her, uh, I think she gets them on her iPad. They just come in through that way. Um, yeah, so. like the Kindle. 
Yeah, like the same way. Kindles, yeah, exactly. So very cool. So I'm going to enable you to have a little fun here today. You can go on what I call the ultimate drive. I'm going to park any car you would like. Even if it's a Pagani, I'll park it in your driveway. (laughs) Take it for a drive. But here's the key thing here. You can take anyone with you, even somebody from the past, which makes for a very interesting ride with somebody. So what would the ultimate drive look like for a young student like you? So I think because living in Miami, we have a lot of water around us. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would want to take one of those like amphibious cars. Oh, okay. <laughs> like the there is like the one from the sixties. I think it's like the, the amphicar. Car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I just I think I would just want to stick all my best friends there somewhere like have them <laughs> sitting on the, the the back or something yeah. <laughs> like the, the top of the car but um and just go out in the water and wish it worked because <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, hope I don't think they put those out in the water anymore well you know they actually do there's a car show every year called the ironstone concord it's in northern california kind of southeast of sacramento and it's at the ironstone winery and they have a beautiful ground so they have a lot of incredible cars at this concord and there's a lake and every year a large group of amphicar owners come and they give people rides around the lake uh, during the event yeah it's very very cool uh, except one year i was there and one of the guys had a bad seal and as they were riding around the people were going uh cars filling up with water and it was starting to sink And luckily the guy made it to the ramp and he got out and they opened the door and all the water went out. But uh, yeah, those are quite interesting. Uh, You might want to be a little careful out there in the ocean, though, in Miami. Maybe some of the inland waterways might be a safer place for Amphicar. I don't think they do too well in the waves, that's for sure. Well, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank you for giving us some uh, great um, happiness into what the future looks like for cars with young people like you that are going to be coming on the scene and creating cars for us into the future. And I want to, again, congratulate you for this uh, design competition. The people at RPM Foundation, I've had a relationship with them for a long time, and it's so nice they're able to do these things for people. And they're the ones for you listeners that brought our guest today, and I want to do a thank you to Lords and Nick again from the RPM Foundation. They brought me a couple of great gifts, which is pretty cool. So I like that. Before I let you go, though, could you share maybe some words of inspiration, a success quote or a motto or something that uh, means something to you? Well, I always try to tell myself it's better to try and fail than to not try at all. So I think like what I said before, just be ambitious, be motivated have goals and just be happy. Like, <laughs> I, like I, think, it. I think being happy is very important. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's easy to get wrapped. Uh, I should say get the uh, axle wrapped around the wheel or the wheel axle wrapped around the axle these days with all that's going on in the world. And instead, just to focus on what you're trying to do to better the world. And I love those words. Just be happy. Just be happy. You know? Not that hard. So I'm going to put some links here. One of them is a link to the competition you were involved in uh, that I'll put on Eileen's uh, show notes page so that you can go and find out about her and also to the uh, RPM Foundation's profile page where you are represented there. So that's pretty cool, huh? Yippee. <laughs> yippee. There you go. Well, a big yippee, a big uh, uh, congratulations to what you've done there. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. you. Have been, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. You've been very generous with your time today. And uh, again, the future looks bright for all of us older folks. Uh, that we've got young people, young creative people, and positive people like you coming down the road to create the cars of the future. So I can't wait to see what you come up with. Maybe in a few years you can come back on the show and talk to me again when you're in college and doing some (laughs) more fun things. Yeah, absolutely. So until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome, Eileen. This has been a great fun. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.